0: This is 680-CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, we'll tell you about a number of high-profile TV shows set to debut this week, including a new one starring Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Shailene Woodley, and Laura Dern. Plus... I'm
1: Jeff Braun. I'll review a bunch of movies, including John Wick Chapter 2 and a pair of
0: Oscar contenders. Plus... I'll also tell you about the excellent new FX series... Legion. First, it's a review of some of our favorite stories of the week, and a second we call the news... From the Couch. We got a trooper pull someone over. We got a shooting. These folks drive by. There's a high-speed pursuit. Ends here, and then this execution-type deal. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if our suspect was from Brainerd.
1: Yeah. One of the worst ideas in remake history will get what I assume will be some much needed help from a pair of masters. The Cohen brothers, Joel and Ethan, makers of such classics as Fargo, The Big Lebowski and No Country for Old Men have agreed to help write the script for the remake of Scarface. Do
0: you want to play rough? Okay. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs>
1: That's right, in case you hadn't heard, Universal is remaking the Brian De Palma, Al Pacino gangster movie classic, which itself was a remake from the 1932 original. They're calling it an explosive reimagining, but even if it is good, it'll never live up to the cult classic. Diego Luna, he was in the last Star Wars movie, will play Pacino's role of Tony Montana. Sounds like a bad idea all around, but the Cohens are being brought in to play Script Doctor, which is something they've done a lot of lately, recently polishing the screenplays for Angelina Jolie's Unbroken and Steven Spielberg's Bridge of Spies. Something important has come up. We've got a Soviet spy. But there's a wrinkle they got our spy pilot. Or the head full of classified information. As for the new Scarface, no director has been announced yet, but Universal expects the movie to be released in August 2018.
0: This country, you got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman.
1: So you're the devil. And you've left hell behind to take a vacation in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, where else would I go? Cash down with
1: devil, don't
0: go. Devil, don't go. The devil is going to get more of his due since Fox has renewed Lucifer for a third season. People like to tell me things, the naughty little desires that are on their mind. You're not actually in love with him, right? God, no. <gasps> What's your name? Lucifer. i Exactly. Lucifer gonna set my freedom, Loosely based on a DC comic book, Lucifer is about Lucifer Morningstar, the devil, Satan. He got bored of hell. He now lives on Earth. Turns out he's not actually all that bad. In fact, he punishes people for being bad. Interesting premise, but how do they make unusual premises work on network television? They turn it into a police procedural, of course. That's right. Beelzebub is a consultant for the LAPD. It is a silly show, but Tom Ellis is excellent in the lead role, so it doesn't really matter how silly it is. It's currently on a hiatus until mid-spring. Season two debuted in the fall, took a break, came back in January for three episodes, went on another break, and it doesn't return until May 1st, but there will be nine episodes to close season two. I have the ability... Draw out people's forbidden desires. Oh, hello!
1: So, you're psychic or something? No, I can't read people's minds. I'm Jedi. (laughs) Who the
0: hell are you? Call me Lucifer. Lucifer wasn't the only show getting a third season renewal this week. It also happened for the NBC comedy Superstore. Hey, USA! Come on down to Cloud 9, where we're offering... a deals on all your post Fourth of July needs. Like fire extinguisher refills. 20% off. What? Bandages and burn cream. 50% off. Replacement pets for any firework-related animal fatalities. (laughs) Two for what? So if it happens again in the future, you'll be covered. And best of all, fireworks for family fun any time of year. Maybe not the best place for this little guy. That's fine. That's exactly why we have the two-fun sale. (laughs) cloud nine putting the super back in superstore superstore is as implied by the title about a big store called cloud nine yo peep this cloud nine has got a kicking deal on back to school non-brand kicks your friends will stay cool your sneakers are in any brand which means no one will steal them We're It stars America Ferreira as Amy, the employee who is holding everything together amidst all the insanity. Mark McKinney of Kids in the Hall of Fame plays the dopey store manager. It airs Thursday nights on NBC. Thursday is Superstore's biggest event. Dog Adoption Day! I got it all figured out. The dogs take care of the baby, and the baby grows up and takes care of the dogs. Circle of life. She gets it. New Superstore Thursday on NBC. Okay, listen, just because Howard and Bernadette are having problems does not mean you should be here sniffing around what can i do i can't stop thinking about her all right try thinking about this sheldon and amy had sex
1: shut your ass (laughs) the least surprising renewal news we heard this week is that it looks like the big bang theory will be coming back for at least two more years Thursday they're the talk of the town other than you two only having sex once a year you're the perfect big talk
0: you know about that
1: everyone at the university does Uh,
0: I only told Leonard Howard Raj Kripke and a lunch lady in the cafeteria the big bang theory how everyone else found out is a mystery to me a new episode CBS next Thursday
1: two years ago the guy who runs big bang Steve Malaro said he figured they'd wrap up after 10 seasons which would be now, but it's very rare for very popular shows to go off the air, and Big Bang Theory is right at or near the top of the list every week. Deadline reporting this week, original cast members Jim Parsons, Johnny Galecki, Kaylee Cuoco, Simon Helberg, and Kunal Nayar are all finalizing new two-year deals. They're all be, they will all be getting about a million dollars an episode like they are right now. Howard,
0: yeah, your shoes are delightful. <laughs> Where did you get them? What? Bazinga! I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Kimberly, use your key. I'm eliminated. Hell no! I ain't playing with you, Michael. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not fooling with you, Michael. Becca, up! I ain't playing with you, meatball. Michael, I'm not playing with you, meatball. Hey! Play off my truck.
1: If you're a fan of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you'll want to mark May 19th on your calendar.
0: But those papers have numbers on them,
1: Rick. Numbers! The most boring of all the shapes! May 19th is the date Kimmy Schmidt returns to Netflix with its third season. If you've never seen it, it's the comedy from Tina Fey. It's about a very naive young woman trying to make it in New York. Kimmy, played by Ellie Kemper, is very sweet and bubbly. The sort of person who not only watches cat and bunny videos on YouTube, but makes up songs about them. Bunny and Kitty being best friends Together forever, the fun never ends Solving mysteries one hug at a time Bunny and Kitty, two of a kind Her crazy roommate Titus Andromeda, played by Titus Burgess, is a comically poor wannabe actor and he pretty much steals the show. I vividly remember all my past lives. There's Cyrus, the first openly gay slave, Alphonse, who almost invented the raisin, and Napoleon, a very sick parrot. No pug dogs? For the last time, no! I wish I'd never seen that pug. That dog does not look like me, Lillian. I've got a title, a beat,
0: and an attitude.
1: As long as it rhymes, everything will be fine and they have a crazy landlady played by Carol Kane, 30 Rock's Jane Krakowski is also in it, she plays a vain rich woman who sometimes hires Kimmy to babysit it's probably the best comedy out there right now, season 3 of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt plops on Netflix May 19th, and until then Troll the Respawn, Jeremy
0: I guess I butt dialed you
1: I thought it was weird when you said Troll the Respawn Jeremy, but I figured that was just a new way of saying goodbye I've been saying it all day
0: Control the response, Jeremy. Ah, first time on bad salts, dear.
1: You don't remember anything last night, huh? I got really
0: melodramatic, didn't I?
1: You told me that you weren't really on a vacation. That you've been looking for a job for a year, and your boyfriend didn't work out. You are out of control. What? I've packed two things. They're in the bedroom. What? And
0: since you didn't have any money, you decided to move back here.
1: Is there anything else? don't remember anything
0: That is a clip from the new trailer for Anne Hathaway's next movie called Colossal, which is a comedy drama monster movie. She plays Gloria, an out of work woman who has to leave New York and move back to her hometown just as a giant monster invades Seoul, South Korea. The unprecedented
1: nature of this animal. You know you're watching something that's going to change See the, the course of you history.
0: You
1: alright? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's this nervous tick I have. I get this itch.
0: Turns out that nervous tick of her scratching her head was imitated by the monster on the other side of the planet in Seoul. Gloria realizes, for whatever reason, she is connected to this monster, who seems to be mimicking her movements. In this age of the resurgence of the monster movie with the recent Godzilla, and next month Kong's Skull Island, this looks like it could be an interesting film. Colossal opens April 7th. I'm going to show you guys something
1: dancing Is dancing like <laughs> holy shit? Ow! What, was that? what was that? A helicopter. And with the with like the pilot and everything. keep it cool. Oh my god, those people are looking at us. She's the monster.
0: That is the news from the couch. Up next, I'll tell you about Legion. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. I'm ready He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. I started watching a new show on FX this past week. Called Legion. Just tell me what happened next. Look, I saw things. I don't know. It's fuzzy. <laughs> you went off your medication. Why? So was he crazy or? Continue. He believes he's mentally ill. Definitely.
1: But he may be the most powerful mutant we've ever encountered. Can we take a break?
0: Yes, you heard the word mutant in there, which means Legion is indeed a character from Marvel Comics. But before you roll your eyes and say, not another superhero show, let me tell you that this is unlike any comic book anything you've ever seen on film or on television watching the first episode of legion felt more like watching an art house film it was a psychedelic adventure where you never really know what's going on much like the main character who thinks he is mentally unwell but it turns out he might be just fine and actually has telepathic abilities and he has no idea how to hone them or use them, which means the voices in his head might actually be other people's voices. Legion, or David Haller, as he's known in the show, is played by Dan Stevens, who played Matthew Crawley in Downton Abbey. While the character is from the X-Men universe, it's my understanding this show is not connected to the X-Men films in any way. This is its own entity, which means it can do whatever it wants. In this show, he appears to be in, or maybe was in, a hospital of some sort, trying to get better. There is an organization trying to gauge just how powerful he is and whether or not this organization is good or bad remains to be seen. It's beautifully shot. It's colorful, has some nifty visual effects. There's a... There's a really neat Bollywood dance routine thrown in the middle, and the year in which it is set is completely ambiguous. People appear to be dressed like it's the 1970s, yet there are flat screen TVs on the wall and guys with tablets. That is by design because we are seeing everything from the perspective of the main character, who is having a hard time determining what is is real it's a fascinating character study with a solid supporting cast including aubrey plaza from parks and rec fame and gene smart of many many things fame i haven't watched the second episode yet but the first one was excellent legion airs wednesday nights on fx up next on the couch potatoes we will tell you what's coming home video this upcoming week you are listening to the couch potatoes
1: Minecraft, Halo 5 Guardians, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Trilogy... Yeah, yeah, that's great,
0: that's great. That's I, I don't know. I have no idea what this is. You could be speaking s*** why Swahili and I wouldn't know any better.
1: Grand Theft Auto 5.
0: Nah, I don't care. My am he's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes having a look at what's coming to home video. What was that, Jeff? That's Billy Bob Thornton in
1: Bad Santa 2. Not exactly a Christmas classic. I didn't see it, but it didn't get very good reviews. I think it did sort of all right at the box office. Not that this movie would have cost a whole lot to make, but... There you go. Bet the ten or two. usually, remember when a Christmas movie
0: come out wouldn't come out on video for eleven months? Yeah, they were, cause they would release the movie at Christmas time and yeah. then they would release the home release at Christmas time. yeah,
1: but times are changing and it's coming out Tuesday. there you go. Uh, there's a few more. There's Nocturnal Animals starring Amy Adams and a couple of the Oscar nominations, Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge and Casey Affleck starring in Manchester by the Sea.
0: Nocturnal Animals did get one Oscar nomination, Michael Shannon for Best Supporting oh, yeah, no. Actor, which is odd because Aaron Taylor-Johnson won the Best Supporting Actor. Award at the Golden Globes for the same movie, same movie. <laughs> they hey. just traded nominations for the awards. So Michael Shannon stared at
1: everybody at the Oscars, and they got him <laughs> frightened and put his name down. Okay, it was intense. Uh, a couple of TV shows: season four of Nashville and season two of Grace and Frankie, and on digital HD, Bad Santa two, a uh, Jackie. That's a Jackie Onassis movie starring.
0: Natalie Portman and uh, Fences, the uh, Denzel movie. So there you go. No idea why Jackie didn't get a, a main, a wide release. Just a limited release. I don't think that ever played in movie theaters really outside of major. Oh, really? Metropolises. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's odd. But I would really like to see that because Natalie Portman is great. Yep. Up next, we still have a couple of Oscar reviews. Actually, just going to tell you about. Uh, which ones did you go see? La La- the L's. I'm into the L's. La La Land and Lion. <laughs> and also he saw John Wick too. And i will tell you about a whole bunch of shows coming your way this week on TV. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. I want to tell you about five high-profile television shows making their debut this week. And new on HBO this Sunday is a show called Big Little Lies.
1: Are you new to Monterey? Yeah, we just moved here a few weeks ago. You're going to love it. You're just so nice. This is Monterey. We pound people with knives <laughs> to death.
0: Based on a book by Australian author Leanne Moriarty, Big Little Lies has a star studded cast, including Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Shailene Woodley, Laura Dern, Adam Scott, and Alexander Skarsgård.
1: Everybody wants to prove who's the richest.
0: We're talking about viciously competitive people.
1: And at the root of it was Madeline. Exactly how psychotic do you think I am? Mm. He's a lot younger than her. Celeste. She must be pretty, you know. So bad.
0: We are so bad.
1: Jane just didn't fit here. Thought it was nice for the nannies to get to know each other. A not a system. Jane, it's not a nanny. Kind of like a dirty old Prius parked outside of Barney's. She's a mom, she's young. Mm-hmm. Like you used to be? Well, like we used to be? <sighs>
0: Big Little Lies is described by IMDb as follows. Big Little Lies tells the tale of three mothers of first graders whose apparently perfect lives unravel to the point of murder. It's a seven-episode miniseries and is getting solid reviews. Again, it starts Sunday night on HBO.
1: So we're, like, seriously using the word Murder.
0: Also on Sunday, CBS is trying something bold with a spin off of The Good Wife called The Good Fight.
1: Practicing the law. You don't go on
0: instinct. You wait, you listen, and watch. Eventually, everyone reveals himself.
1: Good fight. It's not on CBS. It's only on CBS All Access.
0: February. That's right. This series is not going to air on CBS. Instead, it will be on their new online platform, CBS All Access. But the first episode will air on CBS. After that, it goes online. Here in Canada, we don't have to worry about that because it's airing on W Network. And since it's not going to air on network television in the U.S., and is instead going online, CBS is promising it will be a sexier show. Here is the synopsis as it appears on WNetwork.com. The good fight picks up one year after the events of the final broadcast episode of The Good Wife. In the new series, an enormous financial scam has destroyed the reputation of a young lawyer, Maya Rindell, while simultaneously wiping out her mentor and godmother, Diane Lockhart's, savings. Forced out of Lockhart and Lee, they join Lucha Quinn at one of Chicago's preeminent law firms. Diane Lockhart is a holdover character from The Good Wife, played by Christine Baranski. Maya Rendell is played by Rose Leslie, who played Egret in Game of Thrones. You know nothing, Jon Snow. The good... Nothing. I just really
1: liked her in Game of Thrones.
0: Okay. Egret. (laughs) The Good Fight is getting excellent reviews so far. Again, it debuts Sunday on W Network. Looking ahead to Monday, a few weeks back, both Global and CTV launched miniseries. Global with Mary Kills People, CTV with Cardinal. Both are six-episode series, both very good, each with two episodes left to air. Now the CBC is getting in on the action with an eight-episode miniseries called Bellevue.
1: We were helping... And it was working.
0: I know your dirty little secret. I got a missing kid. I need your focus. Just want to take care of my kid. Who was he? Described on the CBC's website as follows. Thrilling and eerie, Bellevue is a mystery set in a small, blue-collar town with a lot of good people who live right and take it upon themselves to make sure the neighbours do too. Driving the series is Detective Annie Ryder, a cop whose intense and brazen personality has always been at odds with her hometown. When a transgender teen goes missing... Annie dives in to unravel the disappearance that suggests foul play, despite finding herself in a difficult position as she must cast suspicion on people she has known all her life. Detective Annie Ryder, by the way, is played by Canadian actress Anna Paquin, whom you might know as Sookie from True Blood. Sookie.
1: Let me get in your head Oh, sucky A weekend leg like in the bed Oh, sucky Choose a player like me Do it in the daytime With the deco double G Oh, sucky
0: That was Snoop Dogg's Serenade to Sookie from a few years back. Bellevue starts Monday on CBC. Also debuting on Monday, the fifth and final season of A&E's Bates Motel, which is the television prequel to Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Mm. You shouldn't be living here alone.
1: Living anywhere else is not an option. Can I get a
0: room? I'm coming for you. I made all this up. I made you up! i oh, Stop it, Mother! Stop it! Buckle your seatbelt, Norman. The first four seasons were about a young Norman Bates and the bizarre relationship he had with his mother, Norma Bates. I say had with his mother because she finally died in season four. Season five will complete Norman's journey to full Psycho. Norman and Norma are brilliant portrayed. Brilliantly portrayed by Freddie Highmore and Vera Farmiga, who will be back as Norma in season five, despite the fact that the character is dead. Also, as a guest star this season is Rihanna. I love this show. It was one of my top ten in 2016. Finally, debuting on Thursday on NBC and Global, The Blacklist Redemption.
1: Whatever you think you know about Tom Keene, forget it. The man is an extremely talented covert operative.
0: It is the spin-off of The Blacklist and sees popular character Tom Keene join a new team with Famke Jensen, who plays Susan Scotty Hargrave, who is his mom, along with his nemesis Matthias Solomon. Tom Keene, I've been looking everywhere for you. Got a lot of work to do.
1: Susan Hargrave's a brilliant strategist. Hargrave's people do the work the Bureau can't. Matias Solomon, one of my best men. I trusted you to work with him, and you shot him.
0: He has a stomach slightly scarred, but just as beautiful. I gave up on The Blacklist, and I'll tell you about that next week. But if you like The Blacklist, chances are you will like The Blacklist Redemption, which again debuts Thursday on NBC and Global. Up next on The Couch Potatoes, Jeff Braun's got reviews of some more Oscar Best Picture nominees, La La Land and Lion, as well as John Wick Chapter 2. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
1: Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett, and it's time to talk about a couple of movies playing in theaters right now. And we're gonna start with John Wick Chapter 2 starring Keanu Reeves. Somebody please get this man. A gun.
0: You stabbed the devil in the back. To him, this isn't vengeance. This is justice. You working? i so. Whoever comes, I'll kill them. I'll
1: kill them all.
0: Of course you will.
1: If you've seen the first John Wick, you know what to expect in Chapter 2, more of the same. If you haven't seen the first one, it's pretty simple. Reeves plays John Wick, a retired hitman. He's a grieving soul. His wife has just died. After the funeral, he gets a delivery, a puppy, arranged by his wife to be sent to Wick after she died, so he'll still have a companion. Then John Wick has the misfortune of randomly bumping into some Russian mob guys at the gas station. They want to buy his cool Mustang. He won't sell it. Next thing you know, they beat him up in his house, steal his car, and kill the dog. John Wick snaps and spends the rest of the movie killing everyone in the mob. That's the whole movie. Wick shooting and fighting an unending stream of henchmen. The action scenes are very stylish, sort of unlike anything we'd seen before. Long takes of Reeves performing many attack moves without any edits, like a ballet of violence. And that's it. It really was the simplest movie, just a revenge tale. There was a grace and a purity in that simplicity. It's just about a perfect shoot-em-up movie. I don't think they could have done anything better in the first John Wick. And now we have chapter two. It is truly almost as good. Anything bad I'm going to say about it is sort of small potatoes compared to the good things that outweigh the bad in this movie. The only real problem I actually had is that the plot is a little... Too much, too complicated this time. John Wick belongs to the Secret Society of Hitmen, which has a lot of club rules. We were sort of introduced to parts of it in the first one, but in the new movie, they just spend too much time explaining and talking about the club and its rules, and it's mostly dumb anyways. The simplicity of the first movie is not there in that regard. In the first one, his motive was so clear. They killed his dog, so he killed everyone. This time... It's a little too convoluted. There's also a stretch that felt like nearly half an hour without any action, which is frankly unacceptable in this type of action movie. But when the action does get going, it really gets going. The kills here may be even better than in the first one. I only watched the first one for the first time the day before I saw the second one, so a lot of the action between the two were probably blending together for me. But there were a few standout moments in this new one, and probably more so than in the first one. The movie is also more than worth your money for that crazy action. I mean, Reeves is born to play this role. Besides John Wick being the strong silent type, Reeves is more effective the fewer words he needs to spout. He's also a tactical nerd, which you really buy coming from Reeves. He doesn't ever hold his guns like you usually see in movies. He's a two-hands guy, looking through the sights on his pistols. It looks quite a bit different than regular Hollywood gunfights, which just adds to the overall feel that this is something unique in a very well-worn genre. So yeah, it should be an easy call for you. If you like John like Wick 1, you'll like John Wick 2, and if you haven't seen the first one, but you like a good action movie, I would say get on it, so I'm going to give John Wick Chapter 2... Four couch cushions out of five, and I can't wait for John Wick Chapter 3. In a moment, my quick thoughts on Oscar nominees La La Land and Lion. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's I just talked about John Wick Chapter 2, which I gave four couch cushions out of five to. And it wasn't the only movie I saw this week. I saw another pair of Oscar Best Picture contenders that have been out for a while already. A couple of quick words first about La La Land.
0: It's strange that we keep running into
1: each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles. you know? Write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club.
1: Maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm
0: not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict, and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting.
1: I wasn't too excited going into La La Land because, well, I don't really like musicals. Musical stage production? Sure, that's fun. Musical movies? I get impatient during the songs. The good thing about La La Land is there weren't terribly many songs, period, and mostly they didn't overstay their welcome. It's a fun, fast, very stylish, and colorful colorful romance story starring Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. They play a pair of struggling artists in L.A. She wants to be an actor. He wants to open a jazz club. They fall in and out of love, yada, yada, yada. Nothing really groundbreaking on the story front, but they have great Great chemistry and make the world of the movie a lot of fun to watch and I really liked the ending which I won't spoil but it took a turn I was not at all expecting I'd sort of place it middle of the pack I think of the Oscar nominees but I can see how it is the front runner and will most likely win best picture three and a half couch cushions out of five for La La Land and I also saw the movie Lion
0: where are you from Calcutta which part I'm adopted a boy I could have it. we wanted you who became a man I'm lost. It was a long time ago. Who began a search. I had another family. A mother. A brother. To find what he lost. What if you do find home and they're not even there? Critics are calling Lion one of the best pictures of the year. Please wait for me. I'll be here. Lion. Rated PG-13.
1: If you want to alternate crying tears of sorrow and tears of joy for two hours, go see Lion. The true story, like we heard there, of a little boy in India who, through a series of circumstances, becomes lost from his family in his hometown, ends up in an orphanage, and is then adopted by a couple from Australia. The first half is sort of the story of the little boy in India. The kid actor is fantastic. Then it sort of jumps 20 years to the kid all grown up. He's Dev Patel now from, uh, what was the one he won there? It's Slumdog Millionaire. That's Correct. Yeah. Now he's the grown-up kid in Australia, and he starts wondering if, hey, maybe now that I'm an older person, I can... and the advent of Google Maps comes into play, Google Earth, and he's like, maybe I can actually find where I did come from. Uh, It's all very uplifting, even though the Patel half has some dull, dry, boring bits because a lot of it is him looking at his computer. But Patel makes it uh, more palatable. He's a great actor. His parents here, played by Nicole and Faramir of Gondor. (laughs) Faramir! I think his name is David (laughs) (laughs) Wendham. I think you might be right. Uh, It's definitely a crowd pleaser. You will almost certainly enjoy it. I didn't think it really had anything though taking it to the next level to make it really special it does make it a fine oscar nominee but i'm guessing it'll go home empty-handed on
0: oscar night still though three and a half couch cushions out of five for lion so that is what is it now six of nine that you've seen um was it nine nominees for the best picture seven of nine i've seen now seven now everything except arrival and hacksaw ridge
1: Oh, very good. Impressive. Yeah. Do you plan to see those? Uh, I may see Arrival. Someone has told me they're going to bring me the DVD next week. Because we're only a week away from the Oscars now, so
0: I should have time to at least see Arrival. Did Tom get the DVD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Where did he get it? I don't know. I don't know i might have to borrow it from him as well then because we count on hmv for our new stuff but they don't have any new stock anymore at least that was my understanding so uh anyway that's pretty much all the time we have this week next week i'm going to tell you about how i recently made the painful decision to cut seven shows i have a hard enough time letting go of one but in a one fell swoop i dumped seven of my series recordings off my pvr and i am having a hard time actually with it but i'll tell you, you about okay? that
1: do you need to speak to a professional
0: brett we can <laughs> arrange that for you i'll talk to you next week <laughs> <laughs> i'm brett he's jeff we are the couch potatoes remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother This is 680 CJOB.